You are now listening to the Demo Tape Podcast. everybody to the demo tape podcast i'm so happy to have you here thank you for tuning in however you may be listening remember you can subscribe to the demo tape podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, stitcher radio or wherever else you get your podcast and make sure you head over to my website the demo tape podcast not the demo tape podcast.com i'm sorry demo tape podcast.com if you want to download any of the episodes or if you want to write me a comment or a question you can do all that on my website, demotapepodcast.com. Or if you feel like you just want to give me a phone call, hit me up on the Demotape voicemail line, 850-270-8269. How's everybody doing out there on this Monday? Beautiful Monday. Um, I'm up early recording the show. But I just recently had a birthday, so I'm very feeling very optimistic about life. I don't know, just from, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but I know for me, when I was a kid, I never could see myself 30 years old. It just seems so far off. And then once you get to 30, you realize like, oh, wow, (laughs) I have so much more to learn, you know, but so that's interesting. It's interesting how you always look at a certain age as, you know, having it all or having something. And then you realize like, nah, you're still human, but you know. Anyway, y'all, today's topic of the show today that I'm going to talk about, um, my sister asked me a question when we were having a phone conversation that kind of inspired this episode. She asked me if I was a hotep, and I'm like, oh, Lord. But I thought it was a fair question. I didn't get offended. And and like I said, it inspired this episode because I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the political beliefs that I've espoused on the show and maybe bring some clarity to some questions as far as some of the things that I stand for versus some of the things that you, my listeners, may stand for. And I just want to first say that there is no um, conflict on that. You, If you're here, you probably think along the lines of me if you listen to this podcast regularly. And so um, you probably don't have too much disagreement with me. But for those that may have some conflict or think that there's things I say here and I'm very rich, at the end of the day, you're your own person and you're going to do what you want to do and you're going to... Um, interpret life and the events of life and your world differently than I have. So there's no beef or no conflict if, you know, you don't agree with everything here. I actually would like to hear more from the listeners and what you guys think um, here on the show so that I can talk about it and we can explore it and maybe I can change some of the ways I think. But I'm going to get into that uh, a little bit later. But we're going to start with NFL Sunday because it was Sunday yesterday and fantasy football and everything's going on. And so Sundays are a big day. And I want to start off talking about my Steelers because a lot of people in Steeler Nation feel like Mike Tomlin should be fired. And I don't know where this is coming from. I don't understand it. We're four and four. We beat the Colts yesterday. Close game, ugly game. 
but we won, which is starting to become a trend for us, which I'm liking that. Uh, we're four and four on the season. We lost our Hall of Fame quarterback, and yet we found competent quarterback play throughout our roster. Even though we've had young guys, Dev, uh, Delvin, Hod- Devlin Hodges, and uh, my boy Mason Rudolph, and they're young, so they're they're gonna. But they played well. Both of them played well, and they played with confidence, and they played like they belong. In my opinion, the one thing that Mike Tomlin could get fired for was the defense. But the defense isn't even playing bad now. So, and 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 in, and, and in the past, when Tomlin's defenses did struggle, I'll, I'll admit they did struggle. Where did they struggle? In the secondary. Why did they struggle in the secondary? We were looking for safety. We are looking for, and we gave up three touchdowns yesterday anyway still too. So I don't want to say that we got everything resolved. The Colts are a good team. But I feel like our defense is definitely better now. We traded for Minka Fitzpatrick after the quarterback, uh, after we lost our quarterback. We traded for Minka. He's been a stud, flat out stud since he came to Pittsburgh. Pick six, 94 yard pick six yesterday. We have TJ Watt stud. Like I finally, we've been trying... This is why I get so frustrated with Steeler Nation. If you're a part of Steeler Nation, then you follow the draft. You follow the players that we draft. So you know what players that we've hit on. You also know what players that we've missed on. We've missed on defensive end after defensive end after defensive end. We know that from Jarvis Jenkins. Even Bud Dupree we thought was going to be a bust. We haven't been able to fill those positions until TJ Watt came along and solidified the deep, that his side of the defense. Then... Uh, Bud Dupree, who was pretty much, a, I would say, a bust, and now he's playing better in a contract year. But so far, we've only filled that position. We had Ryan Shazier, but we lost him to his horrific spinal injury, unfortunately. He was a, a great player on our defense. My point is, we haven't always hit on our recent draft picks on defense, and it hasn't. Ha- and it's not, it's not like we haven't been trying. Minka Fitzpatrick, the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick was criticized. I saw Steelers fans were criticizing it. On Twitter, I saw it with my own eyes. They were criticizing it because they were saying they basically were basically a lot of Steelers fans. A lot of Steelers fans felt like the season was lost, and why are we trading a second round pick, this and that, for a guy who's not even that good? Da da da. da. And Mika came, and Mika shut everybody up. Now everybody's now everybody's hopping on, and I don't like that because everybody's questioning Mike Tomlin's leadership. And I don't want to take it to racism or anything like that, but I'm starting to wonder because the one side of the ball that he could get criticized for. That he wasn't playing well. He is, is, is carrying the team. It's carrying the team. And has he not? Yeah, he's not been able to beat New England. A lot of players, a lot of people haven't been able to beat New England. Newsflash. He's not the only one. A lot of coaches who got fired, who have not won as many games as Mike Tomlin, have beaten New England. They're not on the roster. Rex Ryan beat New England. He's not, he's not coaching. He's on TV. Mike Tom, uh, uh, Tom Coughlin, he's a front office dude somewhere down here in Florida, Jacksonville. He's in Jacksonville. And Doug Peterson, he's the only guy that has a coaching job that's, that's, uh, um, what am I trying to say? He's the only, he's the only coach that's still coaching that, that's beaten, uh, 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 Bill Belichick and them in a game, in a meaningful game like AFC Championship. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry. He has beat, he's beaten them too. He's still coaching. So my point is, it's not many people that have beaten him. And a lot of the guys that have beaten him that readily come to mind are not even on coaching. Mike Tomlin's a damn good coach. And we shouldn't fire him simply because the defense is, the, the, the team has struggled. This team struggled. We don't have our quarterback. 
the fact that we're at the fact that at midway through the point at the midway point through the season, we can say as Steeler fans that we're four and four. Yo, hold on a second. I got to find my schedules. Hold on. I'm going to look at the schedule. See who we have left to play. Because I know we got the Rams coming up, I think. Which I think we can beat the Rams. I really believe we can beat the Rams. I really do. Jared Goff is not that great. He's going to leave us some balls. Their offensive line hasn't been playing great this season. Um, Todd Gurley doesn't run like he like he used to. So, I mean, there's opportunities out there. There's opportunities out there for us. We're going to have to come ball. I'm not saying we're not. Their defense is going to be good. I don't know how we're going to score points. Now, that might be an issue. But if we can get the ball out of Mason's hands quick... You know, but hold on one second. Let me see if I can find the schedules. Oh, I'll just pull it up on my computer. I'm right here on my computer anyway. Let me just pull it up. But yeah, we've got some games that we got some win- winnable games coming up. We've got some winnable games coming up. And I don't and, I, and I'm trying to figure out why why we should fire Tomlin this year of all of all years. Why is it why this year is the year he should get fired when the team is struggling, but we're playing good. Yeah, we got the Rams next week. So we have the Rams, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Browns. Yeah, we have the Browns. They were the Browns again, looks like. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. We have the Rams, this, the, the Browns, the Bengals, then the Browns, then the Cardinals, and then the Bills. Those are all winnable games. Every game that we have on our schedule is winnable with the team that we currently have right now. Yes, we have a young quarterback. He's going to struggle. He's going to make mistakes. That is not on the coach. That is on the, the player. The player. It's the player. Mike Tomlin went up against Bill Belichick in the AFC Championship without Le'Veon Bell because he hurt himself. You know, so I'm saying like we have to put things in context and remember the fine details of these losses. The, the worst loss that actually Mike Tomlin's had to England, and we beat New England last year, by the way, um, was... In earlier this season, we lost earlier this season to them. That was the worst loss, if I in, in my memory as a Steelers fan to the Patriots was this season. I was sure that we would win this game, and we lost. And we had Big Ben, and we had our team. We didn't have all of it. We didn't have Minka, but we had pretty much our team, and we got beat by the Patriots. We got beat by them. I don't know why we got beat by them, how we got beat by them. We got beat by them, and so you know, it's not like but Bill Belichick beats everybody, so whatever. And so here we go. Like we like like the hashtag says. So here we go. We're four and four. We have a we have some games coming up this in in the next stretch run against the Browns. Are y'all serious? The Browns have the Browns coach has way more talent than what people would argue, especially offensively, than the Steelers. Yet the Browns are struggling to score points, and yet Mike Tomlin should be fired. I'm confused, man. I need people to explain that to me. If anyone out there that's a part of Steeler Nation listening to this podcast, please write me. Call hit right. Go to the demo tape podcast website.com go to demotepodcast.com and and write me in because i don't know like why he should be fired i'm trying to figure it out i'm trying to figure it out and it doesn't make any sense he's finally hitting on some of the draft picks that we missed on we have a competent safety who can roam and play the ball accurately and is a ball hawk i don't understand we have defensive ends now that, that can generate pass rush. Yesterday wasn't our best, but what you call it is uh, 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 the Colts are a good football team. The Colts are a good football team. So whatever. And we beat a good football team. So let's go. Mike Tomlin does not need to be fired at all whatsoever. To me, this is 
the measure of his coaching. This is this is this is this is his weight right here. This is showing you how good of a coach he is because he could get a bunch of dudes who should be fracturing. This team should be fracturing. What we've been through. Are you serious? We were one in four. Are y'all kidding me? Man, whatever. I digress, man. If you're in Steeler Nation and you honestly think Mike Tomlin should be fired, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. Um, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you. We have beef, and it seems like, and maybe we don't root for the same team. I'll put it that way. And I mean that. Maybe we don't root for the same team because there's no way on God's green earth that we should be thinking that Mike Tomlin is the problem in Pittsburgh. We don't have our quarterback. Our running back, starting running back, is in and out. You know, we've dealt with injuries. My, uh, even we were down to our third QB. Are y'all serious? And and then not to mention, I haven't, I'm sorry, I forgot to talk about Juju fumbled the game away, and then James Carter fumbled the game away against the Niners. We should have beat the damn Niners. We should have beat Baltimore. But he they fumbled the games away when we were driving. So don't talk to me about firing Tomlin. The season that we have, the record that we have is because of Mike Tomlin. If we had any other coach, we would not be 4-4. If we had any other coach, we would not be 4-4. And with that, I'm going to switch topics because y'all getting me mad. Everybody think this man is the problem. Criticizing him for, for challenging calls. Everybody's challenging the damn pass interference call. Oh. Steeler Nation, man, I don't know what's up with y'all, man. I don't know if we root for the same team, man. I don't know if we root for the same team. But like I said, I'm going to switch topics. My sister, I was talking to her on the phone, and um, she had asked me if I was a hotep. Because I was talking to her about, we were talking about the movie Saving Dion. I think that's what it's called. And I told her that I heard that the movie was... uh, Emasculating like the little black boy. I told her, I said I hadn't watched the movie, but that's what I heard. And that's what she asked me if I was Hotep because Hotep's, I guess, Hotep, I guess, is the pejorative for somebody who's Afrocentric and is like a black supremacist, I guess, or believes in the supremacy of like the black male, the black heterosexual male. Uh, And I don't know, I don't subscribe to that ideology. So um, I actually looked up the actual definition of Hotep and it means at peace. So you know, it's funny how words, uh, African, especially African words rooted like that, get misused and stuff like that. But no, I'm not a hotep. No, I don't believe in the supremacy of the black male, like the, the heterosexual black male in that way. I don't believe there is any supreme ethnic group, by the way, at all. I don't believe in supremacy in that way. I believe there are superior inferior forms of intelligence and all that stuff based on what people do and don't do. I don't think that any race of people is inherently stupid or inherently anything. I believe you either educate yourself or you do these, you participate in these things and you see your environment a certain way and you behave a certain way. I believe, you know, behaviors are common throughout human race and intelligence is relatively even throughout human race. I don't have a problem with gay brothers at all. Um, I obviously am heterosexual, so naturally I don't agree with the homosexual lifestyle but that doesn't mean i have an issue with gay men um the only issue i had i would have with gay black men is when they try to put their gayness before their blackness that irritates me but other than that i don't have any beef with uh like gay men at all to tell you the truth i don't have enough interaction with gay men of any sort to have any type of negative uh experiences with them to tell you the truth so you know they every, every time i come across gay people they're cool they're respectful and i do my 
whatever we're doing, talking or not talking or at the grocery store, or whatever. And we go our way. I've never had, you know, anybody try to call me out for anything. I don't say anything that's uh, uh, belligerently, you know, about gay people. So I don't have any issues. I don't have that experience. So I can't speak to that. Um, another one of the Hotep ideologies that I don't subscribe to is, I guess there's some subservience to men that black women are supposed to have. I don't agree with that either. So, um, if that's what you, if you have, if you think that listening to this podcast, I've given off any vibes that I believe that somehow black women or any woman is inferior to a man or should be treated as a subject to a man. I don't agree with that. That's not my style. Um, the only issues I have with women are basically individual women behavior and the issues with feminism as a whole, because feminism is not rooted in blackness is it's a white woman's perspective so i have issues with black women who consider themselves feminists yes i have issues with black women who are fake independent or ultra independent and talk that i don't need no man stuff and i don't really like i really don't like dealing with black men who don't think that women are valuable either so if you subscribe to any of that ideology no i don't i don't but i don't think that makes me a hotep um i don't think that i'm a hotep because i uh don't agree with a lot of feminism either and not and not simply because of what it says just simply because how it gets carried out in a lot of the ways and like i said i don't think the perspective serves black women i think i have an issue with black women who put womanhood before blackness so again <laughs> so th- that that though if you if you do any of those things then maybe i would come off as some type of bigot but i'm just i just think that if you're black people we put our blackness first because that well, if you think, if you understand your history and you um, know what, like you, if you understand your history, the real, the real history of, you know, of America, not what you think the history of America is or not the little bit that you think you understand. When you understand it and you could conceptualize it on like a, what is it, 3D, 4D level to where you really understand that like history is happening all the time, all around us. And, then that, and with that, you would put your blackness first, either as a woman or as a man or as a trans man or as a trans woman or as a, you know, just a black man or woman. If you put your blackness first, that would align us all. We would not. None of us would be beefing if we all would align our blackness first. The problems for me comes in when we get on this intersectionality thing. And I'm not necessarily against intersectionality. I'm just against it. I'm just like I said, you could intersection. You could intersect me on the corner of blackness you know what i'm saying that's where you're gonna get me at i'm not with all the other stuff because i think all of that is like divide and conquer tactics politically and so you know i don't you know i don't like i said i don't have an issue with any one particular group i just have issues with groups who don't honor uh the black contribution to this civilization in the united states and i don't like when there's members of the black group that choose to subvert black interests for individual interests meaning like oh gayness or something like that because at the end of the day like your blackness is going to trump all of that at the end of the day when people are dealing with you on an individual level like yes you may be a gay black man or you may be a trans man or a woman or whatever but at the end of the day like when you're interviewing for a job like you're still a black person like you know what i mean so you i think it's very important to always remember that so if anybody runs contrary to that then yes I would have issues, but no, I don't have issues with that. I don't, like I say, I don't believe in any, any supremacy of any ethnic group. Honestly, I think humans are the same. I think humans come from one common ancestor. And so we're pretty much all the same, <laughs> uh, I, except for our ethnic, our ethnicity. So, you know, I don't, I do, I, um, as far as 
white people goes. If you've heard me speak about that on this podcast quite a bit, I believe that I don't believe all white people are racist. I, I actually believe most white people are indifferent to the issues of black people really could care less either way, um, which I think is actually more harmful than being hateful, because if you're hateful, there's something there that we can work with. But if you don't care, then I think that's more problematic than you actually hating us. Because if you're hating us, that means you think we've done something to you or you've got some false perception that that's causing you to react that way. If you're indifferent, you possibly just like whatever, which I guess indifferent isn't that bad either, but whatever. Um, I do believe that white supremacy uh, as a concept still is pervasive in the United States and that we still contend with that on a day-to-day basis in this country, um, in all aspects of life. I don't think, like I said, I don't know if that qualifies. I don't know if hoteps do that, but that's what I believe. Because when I look around and I see the way things work, when I see, you know, like I said, when I saw, like, see, like the Brock Turner thing, even though that was with a white woman, but the point still remains. He gets three months when I see cops killing black people, when I see some of the stuff that happens, like when... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was getting su- confirmed for the Supreme Court and the woman came forward to say that he raped her so many years ago and he's getting confirmed for the Supreme Court and I see Bill Cosby who has women from so many years ago saying that they raped him and I see it's pretty much the same thing and I see people being vehemently against Cosby and I see people for the most part being against Cosby too but what I also see what I also see is I don't see anybody defending Cosby I see people like Trashing the people who even attempted to defend Cosby. But then I see on TV a whole bunch of white women defending Kavanaugh. And so the point I'm trying to say is I see things in detail and it's hard to get one over on me. So that does what is going to fuel a lot of the content of the podcast going forward. Because I do believe that white supremacy is an issue in this country, if only conceptually, like in your mind. And then it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, uh, lynchings, because I think that's what. Or, or why, like KKK because I think that's what we're trying to like I think that's what like the education system and the media are 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 kind of conditioning us to think that like oh racism is just the KKK but no racism is pretty much everyday people like people at their school teachers can be racist the white school teacher teaching black inner city kids can be racist <laughs> so it's like it's not about it's not about like the white extremist groups who want like the purity of the white race and all that. That's yeah, they count in the group too, but it's different. And so, um, yeah, I do believe that. And if that makes me so, you know, but other than that, you know, I just chill and I just want to talk about and educate people on the things that I see going on in the world from, like I said, I use my, um, discipline, which I'm studying right now. If y'all didn't know, I do. I'm a, I'm a full-time student at the time, at the time right now, since I've launched this podcast, but I'm studying history and I use history as, as evidence. So when I'm building my political arguments on here, I want all my listeners to keep in mind that I'm not just blubbering off. Cause I know that sometimes you see a black man, he's talking pro black. Y'all want to, people want to label him hotep and people want to, you know, kind of mute him because it's like, Oh, it's just more of that shit again. But no, really what people should be doing is listening because a lot of people don't take time out to study history on any level at all because people think that it doesn't matter until they until there's things that they don't know that are constantly occurring over and over and over again in society and people have the answers as to why there's a lot of things that get slid past your face that a lot of people don't even realize are happening and we're living in a like you don't know a state of ignorant uh ignorant bliss i guess and i don't i choose not to do that so that's what i'm trying to do here on this podcast i'm using history 
the evidentiary science that is history to prove to you. So when I'm talking about the Congressional Black Caucus and I'm telling you that they've done nothing, I'm not that's not just me pretending to make that up. That's something that I've researched and I've seen their record. When I tell you that they've done more to harm black society than they've done to help us and there are elected officials, that means that should stir something up in you to go out and vote for people and change the way you think fundamentally. I want to try to do with this podcast, among other things, because I want to have fun on it too. I don't want to be serious all the time, which is why I try to encourage people to interact with me, but on here. But that's because, you know, because I because I think that we should build a new political philosophy. So once again, in the conversation that I was having with my sister, she was asking me about, well, what about student loan debt and healthcare? And I'm like, okay, those are issues. Um, but if you really, I don't know if she would really want my real opinion on it, but I'm going to say here on this podcast, the thing about healthcare and, um, things like student loan debt is you're, the thing about it is you're being, I'm talking specifically to black people right now. So if this does, and, and anybody really too, if, the, if these words apply to you, the issue with waiting to vote in order to get healthcare and, um, student loan debt is that it's a very reactive thing and it and it breeds a reactive lifestyle right so you're you're hoping that the government is going to do something for you you know and and i'm not saying the government won't do anything for you they've done things historically for white people but my point is you're waiting for that which it it may or may never come because to wipe out debt you know somebody's owed that money you get what i mean they gave that money and now that money's owed so to wipe out debt I don't know. I feel like you're asking a lot with healthcare. There's a lot that's going into that. There's a lot of money that's being made. So once again, it's a battle between power players that you're hoping that this hero, this political hero, this, this is your idea. And that's why I have a problem with people who say, should we vote for healthcare and and student loan debt? Well, fundamentally your thinking is you're waiting for somebody to do something for you. And I think that's problematic, especially when you're black because historically nobody does anything for us. So you're better off there's things you could do to improve your health that you before you even need a doctor. Now, certain things you have to go to a doctor for. I understand that. I understand that healthcare is an issue. I understand that. But most people, I mean, if you have jobs, people have healthcare. I mean, unless you get like cancer or something, then yeah. But for the most part, like you can. Most people that are that are voting for healthcare, I understand if it's a if it's a trigger issue. If you had a family member, I get that. But most people are voting for it because, especially younger people, which I still classify myself in the younger group, even though I am thirty. Younger younger voters are voting for healthcare because the idea of it, which I'm, I agree, the idea of it's a very good idea, but the practicality of it and the idea is that you would just vote. The problem is that you would just vote and do nothing else. If healthcare means that much to you as an individual, I think you exhaust all avenues to try to solve that problem. I guess that's my point. So voting may be one way you solve the healthcare problem, but what else are you doing? For yourself, right? Because individually, you're voting for things that would not only benefit your fellow man, but benefit you too. So what else are you going to do? And that's the problem that I have with people who try to talk to me. Because now you're using that health care and student loan debt as a deflection from other issues that permeate black the black community. And really, the student loan debt, like I said before, the debt isn't the issue, right? For the student loan debt, it's, it's the fact that you're having trouble paying the debt back. That's the issue. That's the issue. And so there's things you could do to get out of that debt. If you choose to educate yourself in certain ways, there's avenues, there's, there's ways to, that, that you could do for self. 
So I'm all about do for self. That's that's part of my um 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 uh, a political ideology is do for self. So that that's that's why I have an issue with that because you're still once again you're still waiting for the government to do something for you. As far as um everything else, I just feel like we, as black people we look around our communities and we see what's going on, right? And so why not especially in areas that you live in why not use your vote to fix that that's all i'm saying like and i think that's how we need to reroute it so instead of looking at politics from a top oh and another issue and another issue that i have before i get if i get too down on that tangent with the whole voting for healthcare and student loan debt is i feel like those are issues that you would get from the tv and i don't think those are necessarily issues that you're getting from like living your life on a day-to-day basis and i, and I maybe i'm saying that wrong because i don't have a, a, a student loan debt but the point i'm trying to make is would you be thinking like the TV is telling you that student loan debt is what you should vote for is what I'm saying. And once again, that's subverting all other interests, black interests than your own. And so I have an issue with that. Not to say that you shouldn't vote for that. Not to say that shouldn't be an issue, but there's other things that the government can do for us. And I don't like, like I said, once again, that's like that catch all thing. So you're just trying to vote for student loan debt and healthcare because you know as a black person that's all you're going to get because if you go with a black agenda that that's being created as far as people feel like we could get reparations and making the case for reparations people would um you don't believe in that but you believe in healthcare because you know like once again that that's all you can get because nobody's going to talk to you about your issues specifically you know and so aside from that I believe that we should look we shouldn't wait to vote until Amy Klobuchar or Bernie, or Bernie Sanders or whoever's in our face telling us what our issues are. And that's another issue that I have with the black voting tradition is we think that we're being proactive and we're not. We're being reactive. We're sitting and we're waiting and we're watching the TV and we're letting politicians, white politicians, tell us our issues. Another issues that I have with black voters in general, we're gen- on, on, on average, we're not very educated about the subjects, even with watching the TV. We're not very educated about the subjects. They don't even directly address us. And I think you as a black voter should be offended by that. The fact that that doesn't offend you offends me, actually. The fact that when you talk, when Hillary Clinton is talking to people, she's talking, making Beyonce references. And y'all think that's okay. People are asking her if she can wobble. And y'all think that's okay. Like that's part of our, that's part of how you get black vote. And you think that's okay. They pander to us. They insult our intelligence or maybe they don't. And maybe I'm the one that's living in bizarre world here. But I just feel like, yo, you should be offended by that. So I think we should step away from the entire process because we have shown that we don't know what we're doing in recent years. I'm not going to say all over in recent years. We don't even realize the, the middle fingers that they flip us. I believe that we should vote locally. Because that's where we are consolidated the most. They say that the federal government does the most for black people. As far as employing black people, okay, because the government needs people to run it or need people to help run it. That's no, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, a shock there that black people are employed by the government. The, the, the issue, the the thing is when you look at what the government has done for us tangibly. So that leads me to the issue of reparations. A lot of black people don't like to vote on a black agenda because the black agenda includes a reparations package or a reparation, something to do with reparations. 
And a lot of black people don't want to do deal with that because they feel like it's impossible. And once again, that goes back to what I said earlier. If you feel like if you honestly as a black person feel like that's not impossible, then you're not as educated on the on the on precedence and things as you are. And you just have an attitude as to why we haven't been getting it. Like you're contributing to the attitude of why we haven't got it, because obviously there is precedent for it. I was reading an article in Politico and there was this lady there was I don't even know if it's a lady. The person, the art, the writer of the article was pretty much saying how um, it's hard to do reparations because we don't know uh, who were slaves and it was so long ago. And I was like, you know what? It's funny. You write this five page article or however long, however many paragraphs, I said five page, however many paragraph article shitting on the idea of reparations. But you never once discuss how it could be done. And it's very easily, it's very easy, it's very easy to say, to not be able to think you can't do something if you think you can't do it. If, if that even makes any sense, what I just said. So if you don't believe you're going to do something, if you don't believe you can achieve something, you're definitely not going to achieve it. That makes so much sense. Think about it, black people. We keep saying we don't deserve, oh, we're not going to get reparations. Why? Because it's too many of us. It's this, it's that. No, 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 no. There's precedent for reparations. Do you, first of all, the government, the federal government was going to give black people reparations. We all know that. That's not a secret. And they reneged on it. That's the federal government, the one that they tell you has your back all the time. I'm not saying that I'm against the federal government, by the way, either. But I'm just saying I'm talking politically as far as voting. That's what people want you to believe. And so the government, the federal government has forsaken us ever since that day. They could have made slavery right. They could have set us up. I'm not, and, and, they, and they were going to do that. But what they do? What did they do? See, you guys don't know the details. All y'all know is yeah, we were supposed to get 40 acres and a mule, and we didn't get it. And da, 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 da. Y'all want to dismiss history like dummies. What happened was, yes, they were going to give slaves that land. And what did they do? What did they do with that in order to get the union back? In order to, make, to get the South back, they gave it back to the slave owners. They betrayed their black people. Why? Because that's the history that's what's been historically happening since black people were predominantly in Africa. That's what that's what's been happening. And until we fundamentally learn to change our relationships with things, one of those things being voting and our vote and stop just being like Pavlo, Pavlovian dogs. And every time somebody pop in front of your face telling you, go vote black people because somebody got beat up in the 60s and you run out and go vote and you don't even know what you're voting for because, well, they'll give me some health care. They'll give me some health care. There's 10,000 ways you can get health care. If you put your mind to it, voting is not the only way. Voting is not a catch-all. People have been voting for years. And yes, it's changed some things. I'm not going to say it hasn't. I'm not going to say it hasn't. But it hasn't changed everything. And this health care battle is going to be a long one, by the way. Which is sad to say that's the state of our nation. But our nation is a capitalistic nation. So you really shouldn't even be surprised. Our nation is about making money. Exploiting people for money, for for potential gain we'll exploit the sick we'll exploit the women we'll exploit the children if we could at one point people once again if you forget history there used to be child workers in america that's the history of our country so i don't know if it's going to get right i'm not saying it's not going to get right but my point is if the only thing you can think to do about issues that you claim that mean so much to you and if healthcare and student loan debt are those things if the only thing you can think to do is vote then i don't think those things are that big of issues for you that's what i'm saying because there's a lot of things you could change the way your, your lifestyle is. You can change the way you eat. You can whatever. There's a lot of ways to improve your health and improve your the, the, net, the wealth of your life without waiting on the government to do that for you. So that's what I'm saying when I say um, that's what the issues I have. I feel like a lot of people's 
reason, deep-seated reason for voting is very unfounded. It's very shaky and it's very submissive. You're just being obedient to a system and you're not really thinking about it. Like I said, it's like a dog. It's like you click your fingers twice and your dog comes running to your sides because you've trained your dog to do that when you do it. That's what we do. Every time somebody, every time it's voting season, you get Diddy out there with his coon self talking about rock the vote, telling their black people to rock the vote even though they don't have nothing for black people. They're, they're making, passing economic empowerment bills for Asian people. They got DACA for Latino people and black people are just wasting away getting shot by the cops and we get fucking Blue Lives Matter bill and you want to talk to me about anything else? Let me calm down. The point I'm trying to make is pay attention. And if you're not going to pay attention, then listen to this podcast because I'm going to pay attention for you. No, I'm not a hotep, but I'm a brother who's very educated on a lot of things. And I see I've seen a lot of the world. So I know how the world works. And fundamentally, if we don't get our shit together as black people, this is going to be what we are as far as struggling, always begging. You change. We have to change the mind first. And that's why that's why I advocate dope voting and then start voting locally, because once you vote locally, where most of us are in cities like Atlanta, Tallahassee, especially all over the south, then you will be able to consolidate power and change things. Then you will be able to pick your candidates. We don't even have our economics together as black people to fund politics. There's a lot of we live in a capitalist society. There's a lot of capital being passed on to these, to these dudes. Yo, people want me to vote for Andrew Gillum, and I did, right? And I felt so bad about it. I felt so guilty voting for Andrew Gillum. And he went to FAMU, and I attend FAMU right now. So if you go to FAMU and you hear this, I don't give a damn. Because at the end of the day, we should not vote for people just because they're black. That's another thing we got to stop doing. Fuck a first. I don't care about a, 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 a nigga being the first this, the first that, the first that. That's not progress. Progress is how we get treated. Progress is the equitable the e- equity on all levels. The equity in justice, equity economics. We have to get equity back from this country in all levels. And until we get that, we need to change our minds. We need to change how we think. We need to change our relationships with this. And stop being abused. We abuse our vote. We don't even get anything. We think that if we get something that's a catch-all, that that's good enough for us. If I get if, if we vote for a health care bill and the health care gets passed, that's, that's civil rights damn near for black people. We have to stop this. Organize your mind, man. Get it together. That's what I want to say. So no, I'm not a hotep. Not at all, but I am a very, I am a brother who believes in that. I I believe I put it like this. I'm an American citizen. I I, once again, I got this from history. I'm an American citizen. My people, black people and people that look like me that I'm not closely related to have been here since there wasn't this be since before there was an America fighting wars, helping build this and how we've been treated politically and not being able to get any of the wealth of this country. Is, 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 is a great injustice and I'm not going to allow myself to create a platform where I solely talk about bullshit and I talk about real shit so if this once again I'm not a hotep but I am a brother that's going to speak towards the power I don't I'm not going to put women down simply because they are a woman no but if they do some BS they're going to get put down but I don't buy a lot of the tropes that people want us to buy I don't believe that just because we have a black person a whole lot of black women are judges that's good for us no because then we have like that judge that was in the Amber Geiger case a coon so I, 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 I think we have to change our minds basically and one of the ways that we change our minds is politically the way we look at our vote and the way we vote we have to get the economics together first first of all we need to get our minds together then once we get our mind together we got economics together. Then when we get our economics together, we can vote. That is not mine. That is me following the history of the treatment of my people before me and me currently and what I'm seeing currently. 
That's what it is. And if you think that healthcare and student loan debt is more important than the, than than getting than than getting our money together as black people and, and getting a political pack so that we can fund politicians that will do stuff for us, that will fund our communities, fund development in our communities, not have minority business businesses but we could get funding for black businesses we're not gonna be able to do that with some half-assed half-baked ass politician that all can do is tell us hey you guys were beaten downtrodden kept out of here he don't have no plan for you he don't have no plan for you so stop that's my point is when i is when i is the point i'm trying to make when i speak politically about voting on here stop and survey Everything that's going on around you and black people have not gotten anything out of voting. So, no, I don't think we should vote and stop letting people use fear to get you to vote and stop letting people tell your ancestors died for you for the right to vote. No, they didn't. Your ancestors died for your right to be free. Free people in at the time, the historical context of freedom meant the only people that could that that could vote were free people. The only people that could own property were free people. So that's what freedom meant to the slaves back then. So no, they didn't die for your right to vote. They died for the right to own property, which owned themselves. And a lot of things you could do when you would vote, you were a free human being. That's not what they died for the right to vote for. They died for the right to call their own shots and to be respected too. And not to be treated like our intelligence, like we're stupid. But maybe we are. Maybe we are because they wouldn't come to us dancing and talking about they got hot sauce in their bag and not talking about stuff and blatantly disrespecting us. Politicians blatantly telling us they're not going to do anything for black. I'm not going to do anything for just for black people while they passing law after law after law for other people. And you continue to vote. Maybe so. But anyway, I'm out of here, y'all. You can subscribe to the Demo Tape Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to DemoTapePodcast.com. Check me out. You can get this episode as well as other episodes on the DemoTapePodcast.com. Leave me a message, y'all. Hit me up. I want to interact with my listeners. I want to know where y'all from, where you live, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Rate me on iTunes. Until next time, y'all. I'm out.